0: Welcome to season eight of the Art of Teaching podcast. My name is Matthew Green, and I'm so grateful that you've joined me today. Before we get started with our discussion, I would like to acknowledge the Darul people, the traditional custodians of the land on which I'm recording. And I'd like to pay respect to elders past, present and emerging. I respect and honour Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Elders past, present, and future, and I acknowledge the stories, traditions, and living cultures of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people on this land. It's the school holidays in Australia, and we're all taking a well-deserved break. Today, I thought that I would share a snippet of a discussion that I had with the brilliant Dr. Catherine Attard. Dr. Attard was my maths teacher during my postgraduate studies, and she really changed the game for me. She helped me to see myself as a mathematician despite struggling for many years with mathematical concepts. I hope that you get as much out of our discussion as I did, and please take the time to listen to the whole conversation. I'll put the links to everything in the show notes. relationships so important in the mathematics classroom and how can we as educators um, begin to build some of those pedagogical relationships?
1: I I think um, it's easier for pedagogical relationships to develop in primary schools, I'll put that um, that first because we've got the same group of students in front of us day in and day out. They're really important because if we don't know our students as learners of mathematics, if we don't acknowledge what they bring to the classroom, if we don't have those deep conversations with them about themselves as learners of mathematics, then it's not possible to design teaching and learning activities that, or those pedagogical repertoires um, that fit that group of learners. Yeah. So, you know, every year we have a different group in front of us as primary teachers. Um, we can't be teaching in exactly the same way every year. So say we're a year three teacher and, you know, we've been teaching year three for 10 years. I would expect that every year I teach year three, it's going to be different because the students in front of me are different. So that's a pedagogical relationship. So we want our students to understand and feel that their teachers know them as individual learners. Um, If a student doesn't feel that someone cares about their learning and understands their needs they're not going to engage. I mean, and that's exactly why I was disengaged when I was in high school. Um, my teacher didn't care.
0: Yeah, like, yeah.
1: yeah. So, so that's the foundation of engagement. And if you think about it in a similar way to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that basic foundation are those relationships. And without those, you can't, you can't design teaching and learning to fit your learners it doesn't work so you could have all the bells and whistles in the world but if they're not pitched at the correct level or you know in the way that they need to be for those particular students then they're not going to work
0: yeah absolutely and and you talked about um you mentioned briefly engagement uh, would you mind spending a little bit of time uh, unpacking some of your amazing resources that you have um uh, because I've I've tried them uh, in my class. It's obviously your uh, website is engagingmaths.com. The, the focus is on engagement for anyone that's wondering. Um, but would you mind spending a bit of time unpacking uh, what your goals are with that website and what you hope that teachers get and students get from it?
1: Yeah, look, it's mainly aimed at... at Te- educators, teachers, but I mean, I think, I think um, the general public or parents would probably get a little bit out of it. Um, and so I basically, you know, when something starts to bother me or <laughs> I think about something that, you know, might be useful for teachers, I write a blog about it, I put activities up there. Um, I try and um, bridge that gap between research and practice. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, everything I talk about is based on research, whether it's my own research or the research of others. It's not just um, I'm not just pulling it out of thin air. Um, everything is evidence based. Um, and so what I try and do is, is find the practical implications of my research and the research of others and say, here, this is what it looks like. And what it could look like in your classroom so my website's got a lot of activities on it but i've also written books like the the thinkers key book um, yes. which is one of my favorites yeah. where um, you know i've got some open-ended tasks that they promote critical and creative thinking in mathematics and they're different to a, a typical mathematics task yeah. so you know it's surprising for kids because they feel a bit creative it's a bit more fun it's interesting but it also makes them think really hard and you know that's what engagement's all about is that thinking hard and um working hard and feeling good about doing and learning mathematics so um I mean, that's what i use the blog for i mean i don't don't write on it as nearly as often as i i uh, used to um but then there's quite a lot of posts up there that uh, don't need to be rewritten. You know what I mean. They're, yeah. they're, I think that some of them should be timeless. Absolutely. So, yeah.
0: Uh, one of your activities, um, which I remember uh, doing with my students, is planning a birthday party. Uh, uh, sorry. Sorry. And, and and yes, an end of a year birthday party or a class party. And um, I I remember uh, posing uh, the, the problem to the students, and and about forty five minutes later, one student asked me, "When are we going to start doing maths?" And I said. <laughs> we are, we are doing maths. This is our maths lesson. And um, it was such a wonderful activity. And there are so many others, um, so many other wonderful resources that you've created and ideas, but it's just incredibly simple. That use of mathematics in everyday life, it doesn't need to be a, an allocated time. It definitely doesn't need to come out of a textbook. Is something which is useful and rich. And then when I explained to the students that we were actually going to be Planning a party at the end of the year, it was incredibly meaningful for them, and some of the work that they produced was uh, just incredible. We had these wonderful diagrams. We had discussions about um, about division, how many pieces of cake would need for a class, a discussion about dietary requirements and healthy eating, and it was it was wonderful. And the amount of it, that really that was quite early on in my career, and it really opened my idea uh, my eyes to the possibility and the richness of mathematics and um, there were so many uh, components or so many syllabus outcomes that we were able to to address. It was really wonderful and it and I think one of the most meaningful things about um for me about your work is that maths is everywhere and maths is this wonderfully diverse and rich subject and i I just wish my eyes had been open to that when I was in primary school and so my goal is to try and turn my uh, my, my poor experience in high school in mathematics to and to be able to um, help my students see the wonder and the beauty in such an incredible subject. So thank you so much for that. Your resources are really amazing and they're so useful, which is great. Um, You can actually use them with your class. So really, really wonderful. Thank you so much. And um, I'm actually thinking now how I can do more of them when we go back uh, next term with our class. So I will keep you posted.